I am so excited for today's episode. We are talking about weight loss, how to lose weight in a healthy way when you have chronic disease. Chronic disease adds a whole other layer to weight loss, and we just have a more difficult time than the average person. And today, I'm going to share with you the six facets of healthy weight loss for those of us who have chronic disease. And when it comes to chronic disease, exercise and calories in and calories out are not the whole picture. There's so much more involved, and I cannot wait to dive into it with you today. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease, plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook. Let's dive in. So what actually hinders our ability to lose weight and what causes it to be so difficult to maintain? Well, we're going to dive into six things today. Inflammation, hormones, lack of quality sleep, water, and then at the very end, physical activity and calories. They all play a role. One is not more important than the other. And I'm excited to dive into these deeper with you. Grab your notebook and kombucha. We're going in. Inflammation. Inflammation in the body is so much more than redness and swelling at an injury site. For many of us, there's a low-level chronic inflammation happening that's contributing to our symptoms, and also it contributes to our inability to lose weight and, for some people, put weight on. But this episode is about weight loss, okay? Inflammation also makes us tired and achy and brain fog and all the things that we're struggling with. I want to dive into a few of the causes of chronic inflammation. Diet plays a huge role. High sugar and simple carbohydrate intake, lack of daily physical activity, uh, consuming a lot of vegetable oils and inflammatory foods, eating very few to no fresh fruits and vegetables, chronic stress, lack of adequate sleep, food sensitivities, and hidden infections. Luckily, all of that is within our control. Sometimes we might need a little expert help in there from a functional medicine doctor, but they are all within our control and there are things that we can do something about. Hormones. Now, we know that estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, they all play a huge role. And when they're out of whack, they can impact weight loss. I'm going beyond those. And I want to talk about insulin, ghrelin, and leptin. A lot of We all know about insulin, okay? We know that when we consume too many inflammatory foods and sugar and simple carbohydrates that it goes out of whack and it contributes to type 2 diabetes, type 3 diabetes, um, all of those things. So we know that it does that, but it also plays a role in throwing off leptin and ghrelin. Leptin and ghrelin are appetite-regulating hormones. And when these are out of whack... We are always hungry and never feel full. How many of us have been there before? Raise your hand, and I expect you to do it even though you're at home or at the gym or wherever you're listening to this. 
Leptin is our appetite regulating hormone. It has a lot of other processes in the body too. However, we're talking about uh, appetite regulation right now. When we eat a high carb inflammatory diet, leptin basically gets like turned off and we never feel full. So what happens is we typically eat until we're physically, literally full. And that's usually when we get uncomfortable. But mentally, we never actually maybe feel full. And ghrelin is our hunger hormone. When ghrelin is elevated, we feel hungry all the time. So it's not a lack of willpower. It's that these hormones are off and we need to get them back onto normal levels. And we do that by changing our diet. Number three, sleep. I'm a big fan of sleep. Uh, When my children were born, I went, I don't know, six, seven years without getting consistent sleep. I can't sleep when I'm pregnant. And then you have a baby and then you have a toddler. And once they started sleeping through the night, I got pregnant again and it started all over again. It was intense and losing weight was incredibly difficult. It's difficult for everybody who does not get adequate sleep. Interestingly, sleep contributes to the balance of ghrelin levels. It also helps balance our cortisol levels. It will reduce brain fog. It will help control our moods. It will reduce our hunger, increase our energy levels, and speed up healing. And when we don't get enough of it, then the inverse happens, right? So the biggest key to getting enough sleep is going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. The amount of sleep that you need varies. Typically, it's between seven and nine hours. You don't want less than seven. You don't want more than nine. And you kind of have to find your happy number in there. Um, I typically feel pretty good at seven hours. I have a friend who needs nine. So it's up to you. There's no right or wrong. But we know not less than seven, not more than nine. Water intake. Most people don't drink enough water. And when you're mildly, chronically dehydrated, you often mistake thirst for hunger, and then you snack. So that is how it contributes to the inability to lose weight in one aspect, right? A lot of people don't like to drink water because they don't like going to the bathroom all the time. They don't like water. They don't think about drinking it. These are all excuses. You need to get enough water for your health and weight loss goals. Along with making you hungry, it also slows your reaction time. It causes you to feel anxious. You have a hard time remembering things. You're tired. You get tense. And it actually impacts your hormone production. You need to make sure you're drinking water. And to know what the right number is for you, take your body weight, divide it in half. That's the number of ounces you need to drink per day. Going to the bathroom all the time. You will go to the bathroom more frequently the first two weeks. If you can hang on for the first two weeks and just keep drinking it, your body does regulate itself. You're probably going to still go more often than when you didn't drink water, but it's not going to be as frequent as when you first start increasing your water intake. So hold on. It does get better. If you don't like the taste of water, you need to find a way to flavor it so that it tastes good to you. I do not like those like water flavoring packets because they typically have artificial sweeteners in them and food coloring. Those are not good for your health at all. Um, 
So fruit and herbs are a great way to make water taste better. I have six recipes on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can check them out and then, you know, let me know which one you like. Physical activity. It is important, but it's a piece of the puzzle. It is not the entire puzzle. Weight loss, or I'm sorry, exercise doesn't actually contribute to weight loss very much. And if you have little to no physical activity, it will actually kill you just as quickly as smoking will. You Physical activity is absolutely important for your health. And you need to do at least 30 minutes of purposeful, intentional movement every single day to be healthy. It does not contribute to weight loss in the way that you think. Yes, it burns calories, but you can't outrun your fork. You can't outrun lack of sleep. You can't outrun your hormones. You can't outrun, I can't even think of what the first one was, (laughs) inflammation. You cannot outrun inflammation. So exercise is a piece. It is important. I'm one of those people that if I don't exercise, I can eat 1,200 calories and I'll still gain weight. But I also don't have to kill myself by doing an hour and a half at the gym five days a week like I did in college either. And nobody does. You don't have to work out that hard when all the pieces of the puzzle are in place. Calories. Again, they're a piece of the puzzle. They're not all of it. And it's not just the number of calories that matter. In fact, most people tend to undereat when they're trying to lose weight, which is just as detrimental to your goal of weight loss as eating too much is. Because when you eat too little, your body goes into starvation mode and, hold, mode and holds on to everything. And then when you have excess calories, well, obviously you have excess calories and then they go into your fat cells, right? So in either direction, you are hurting your goals. You need to be getting the right amount for your body. And typically, it's more than you think. or um, And it's really hard to overeat your calories when you're getting your calories from quality sources. If you are eating a foundation of vegetables, healthy fats, high-quality protein with some fruit in there, it's going to be really hard to eat too many calories. And you're going to feel full in the process. Versus sticking to a bunch of diet food and frozen meals and highly processed foods because, you know, the calories are on the box, but the portion sizes are like the size of your hand and then you're hungry all the time and then, you know, you're hurting yourself. It's not fun and it's not doing you any good. And let's talk about calorie tracking. I hate counting calories because then I get obsessive. And then I start feeling cycles of guilt and shame. And then I'm hungry all the time because I might be going over the calories that the little calculator says I'm supposed to. I just doesn't work for me. I use them as a tool for check-in if my pants start getting tight. Like, hmm, what am I doing? But for the most part, it's a tool. And it's not something that I recommend doing for any length of time. Two, three days max to kind of figure out where you're at. And then just eat, eat real food. And that takes care of your calories. And then you're also getting all the nutrients you need, which help fight inflammation. So all the pieces work together in this great symbiotic relationship. Was that at all what you were expecting? Did you expect those things to be impacting weight loss and your ability to maintain it once you get there? Just like with everything related to chronic disease, it takes a multifaceted approach. To review, the six components of weight loss or healthy weight loss for those with chronic disease 
are to decrease inflammation, support your hormone health, particularly we're focusing on leptin and ghrelin, which are appetite-regulating hormones, making sure you're getting consistent, sufficient sleep, uh, appropriate water intake, including physical activity, and focusing on quality of your calories. This might feel like a lot because I feel like I'm always like, it needs to be like three, right? If it's more than that, it's just too much. And I'm like, what do I focus on? But if you think about it, they all tie together. When you start focusing on quality of calories, you're naturally supporting the regulation of ghrelin and leptin to appropriate levels. When you exercise, it's going to make sleep that much easier to do and you're going to sleep so much deeper. And then it all just works together. So like you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, like there's just so much to do. If you're physically active, if you're focusing on quality, then you're naturally decreasing inflammation. You're naturally supporting ghrelin and leptin. And then it positively impacts your ability to fall asleep, stay asleep and wake up feeling energized. It all works together. Don't get overwhelmed. It's not compartmentalized. And if you really are like struggling, I always start with quality of calories and walking. If you aren't sure what quality of calories are, I suggest downloading my Beginner's Guide to Eating for Chronic Disease Management. It's a free guide and it's 10 pages long and it walks you through everything you need to know to eat for uh, chronic disease management. And when you eat for chronic disease management, it's automatically going to start contributing to your weight loss and helping you reach your weight loss goals and then maintain them once you get there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.